Podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Essential Apple. Um, and as you might surmise, we have waited until after the uh, Apple Unleashed event um, in order to talk about that, rather than do a show the day before and talk rubbish and be proved utterly wrong. So um, <clears throat> here we are. Uh, Nick has joined me again. Hello, Nick. Hello, Simon. I really loved the um, the dramatic, in our countdown before we came in, the very <laughs> dramatic pause before one. Was, <laughs> had me on tenterhooks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, and this week we are joined by Patrice, uh, Brenda Moore. Hello, Patrice. Hi, did you say there was an Apple event this week? Did I miss something? Yeah, well, it was quite short. <laughs> if you blinked, you yeah. might have missed it. Yeah, it's, uh, that's how short it was. That's true. That was very short. Yeah. Um, Thanks quite for having surprising. me. Oh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show indeed. And uh, Patrice is joined by, uh, ooh, what, partner in crime at the moment? Yeah, Jeff Gabbett. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And... Uh, it's awesome to get to to be here, and uh, I feel like we are starting off the week right because mm-hmm. uh, what, what an awesome group to have together. Excellent. Yes, thank you yeah, very I much, just, Jeff. I just mentioned this was the this is the fourth podcast I have with Jeff in in one week. So yeah, yes. Well, you do. Um, you often do. I mean, uh, Patrice is regular on the uh, Mac Show on the British Tech Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Jeff on there quite a lot, aren't you, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... I show up occasionally. Yep. Yep. And you've done <laughs> quite my... a lot of late, it seems <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, and they've they've done um, they've been appearing together on Mac Voices with Chuck and uh, with David Ginsburg on the In Touch with iOS uh, podcast mm-hmm. as well. So uh, there we go. Yeah. Um, obviously, Jeff's been on here before. We've never had Patrice before, but we're you know thought we'd invite her yeah, on first time. <laughs> yep, first time for first time, but not the first podcast. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, um, well, yesterday there was indeed an Apple event unleashed with, uh, I thought, a fairly obvious, uh, you know, title there, unleashed Mm -hmm. with the sort of uh, warp speed stars whizzing out of the logo, which uh, kind of indicated it was going to be about speed, which uh, we'll get to later. But it was largely about speed and power, but um, quite a short, quite a short keynote. Mm -hmm. what, what did you think of it, Patrice? Surprisingly short. I mean, I was kind of like, I was thinking, oh, they're talking about the Mac and the MacBook. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be in like a nice hour and a half. They're going to talk about the Mac Mini and about Monterey. And then Tim Cook was like, oh, yeah, thank you for coming. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, it? Like, it's yeah, all not, <laughs> not even a recap of Monterey. Um, no, which was nothing. somewhat surprising. Not a, not a thing. Um, they didn't, didn't even... even... They didn't even mention the release date, did they? They put that out. No, 
on the website yeah. after the show. Exactly. It was like, I mean, I don't know why why they didn't even mention that. Like, they could have like they could have done another five seconds until Kojo says, "Oh, and by the way, Monterey comes like next week." Yeah. I also I also felt that the um, I mean, it looks like it felt like they'd put it all together, and then someone said, "You realize this only adds up to forty five minutes," <laughs> and and they said, "Oh no." Oh, we better bung some stuff in at the beginning about music, then that'll keep them happy. <laughs> yeah. But pad it out a bit. Pad it out a bit. I mean, I've been thinking about that a little bit, and I'm, I wasn't, I'm not sure like whether Apple did that on purpose, and they were simply like, well, I mean, it's 50 minutes, it's all we have to say, done. Or whether it was supposed to be longer and they had to cut something. That is because yeah. that is an interesting thought. Yeah. Well, it did. It did sort of feel like it didn't wind down, did it? And it, mm-hmm. and it kind of went, you know, the sort of simple stuff, the nice little video at the start of the guy in the garage making um, you know, using um, what was it? Was logic. It well, it was logic, was it? Um, logic. Yeah. Yeah. To to you know sample all the dart up sounds and clicking the the iPod. Um, yeah, the AirPods lead and whatnot, and, and, and you know, making a nice tune, which was all very clever. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, I want that tune. Yeah, I hope they put it up. Yeah, they, they really should. It, uh, it is on YouTube already. Is it? Wow, okay. See, I can it. download it then. I mean, I quite like the music they were playing, you know, before the event, which kind of gradually sped up mm-hmm. towards the end, which was because um, I, I was typing and uh, Nick and we were watching the thing and then it sort of went, you know, oh, the music's speeding up, music's speeding up, it's getting close. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting up to warp. That's it, yeah, and the lines started to get faster and, you know, anyway, so, yeah, and then they said it would, you know, we had Tim talking about music and then we went through the whole thing, but normally at the end they do have a bit of a wind down, they talk about Monterey or some other Environment. stuff, yeah, you know, environment and stuff, even if it is just paddy, but they didn't have any of that, it just sort of ended after the, after the MacBooks and then went, mm. right, that's it, goodbye. <laughs> They didn't slow down through the whole thing, and no. uh, and I believe the pacing from beginning to end was very intentional, and they they wanted to get their message out in the way they delivered it, regardless of whether or not there were uh, uh, other announcements that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I think that the pacing wasn't going to change. So no. even if there had been something else, like, and we have a, a new Mac Pro, or... And here's this great uh, 32-inch display that we're making, or whatever it is. The pacing would have stayed the same all the way up to the end. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, yeah, there, there wasn't going to be a denouement. And not announcing the release date for the operating system didn't surprise me. Because uh, they didn't do that for uh, iOS 15 when it came out. And I'm trying to remember if last year they announced the release dates or if we had to go to the press releases like we did yesterday. Last year they did, like Tim Cook basically mentioned, like I think it was last year where they they basically had a day where it was like, oh, by the way, uh, we're releasing iOS 14 tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. Yes. Now that you say that, yeah. I remember it. I remember because a load of people were like, "What? You know? Yeah. Thanks. You didn't give me any warning to finish up mm-hmm. my, uh, you know, getting my apps in the store, updated apps yeah. in the store." Yeah, that's true. Yeah. People didn't always too. Yeah. People didn't even get the the Xcode RC until like very late at night, and then they had to recompile everything, yeah. and upload it, oh, and get yeah. it ready. That's right. 
Yeah. 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 It it very much felt to me like um, Apple were basic. The, the whole thing was basically Apple saying, "Look what we did." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out and play with it. Go on. Go on. <laughs> go on. Go on. I, I someone think... somewhere someone somewhere in one of the many chats I was following said um, it was hardware porn, and I think yeah, there's something to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. They, well, they... to be fair, that's the purpose of an event like that. Yeah, true. Yes, very much. So. Yeah, but it was more than usual. Like they went into very, like, pretty much into detail on the hardware side. Well, yes, they did. I, they and did. I think there were a couple reasons for that. First, they wanted to show us and uh, and the media and the public in general look at all the amazing stuff that we're doing with these new computers. Mm-hmm. And then the other part was Intel. Look at all the stuff we're doing <laughs> that you couldn't. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. It's like Intel. You yeah. said you said this wasn't like this was a one-off thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I yeah. I also wondered if the the not mentioning the release date was because when they made that, they didn't actually know what the release date was going to be. <clears throat> Mm, it's possible. I mean, all it takes is for Tim Cook and like to, to do the wrap up like the day yeah, before and say, day before like, and say exactly. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, it was intentional because if, like nothing in this nothing in this event is not intentional. So like no. if they left it off, they had a good reason for it. Maybe. And they didn't actually mention Monterey yeah. at all, really. No, they talked about. Um, you know, they got Craig on to talk about the lovely new, you know, versions of uh, Logic and whatnot that would be coming with, you know, to take advantage of all this lovely new chippery. But um, they didn't mention Monterey, really. Oh, there was there was no story about Monterey. Like, it, there was no connection there. It was like, uh, like, look at look at what Monterey has that takes advantage of this. And I think that's why they, they simply said, well, we have already talked about Monterey. Like, there's no there's no yeah. new thing to add. Well, in fact, That's to be honest, there's also the fact that if they were going to talk about it, they'd have to admit that several of the things they announced at WWDC are not yet ready for launch. That's true, yes. And, uh, <laughs> not not ready for ready launch to... or not working. Yeah, <laughs> they they let just show off the features that would be available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Yeah. Let The less said about Safari, the better. Let's put it that way. <laughs> True. Actually, I got the um, I got the release candidate um, mm-hmm. this morning. I suspect it was released what would have been the middle of the night here, probably you mm. know midday midday Cupertino or something. Um, and the latest build of Safari 15, the tabs have returned to being tabs. Yes, <laughs> they are no that was longer a big weird, story. no longer weird pills floating. Um, there's still not enough differentiation between the live tab and the rest, but um, there's still time for them to add a bit more black to the to the inactive tab. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's almost you know that they the last build they moved the uh, favorites bar above the tabs, and now the tabs are proper tabs, not weird floating buttons. <laughs> but there we are. That's a minor minor aside. So um, well, obviously we had the we had the video which we talked about. Then we had um some stuff about uh, Apple Music. Um, very interesting stuff. Like, I mean, from a, from a like, let's say, strategic perspective, to introduce yes. that Apple Music plan that is voice-only has raised a lot of questions. I'm still not sure who it is for, but... Well, I, I've got two thoughts about that. Um, one is that I think it's probably aimed at people like my daughters, who... That's how they use their Apple Music anyway. Mm-hmm. They just shout at the phone, you know. They don't... Yeah. They just shout at the phone, you know. 
hey, S-Lady, play me, whatever. Um, and also, of course, they, they went straight into the um, HomePod Mini, which mm-hmm. only works by voice. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking it might be for let's say older generations maybe that like they they have, might have a phone or a Mac. I mean, or an iPad. You need one of them, otherwise you can't yeah. sign up for anything. Um, but aren't really using them all that much. But they have a HomePod at home, um, and so they can interact with the HomePod without ever opening the app. Yeah. Okay. I think Apple realized or decided that they needed to add in a lower price point tier mm-hmm. for 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 their music and this follows apple's mo for products they start at the higher end um price wise and then as as they decide that they've saturated enough of that market space then they bring in the next lower price point of whatever it is mm-hmm. and uh, and then they bring in the lowest price point and now we've got the lowest price point and how do you differentiate the $4.99 plan from the Mm -hmm. $9.99 plan. Because if you're doing it on your computer, well, I mean, you've got the music app and it's the same. Are you going to make a hobbled music app? Or are you going to say, you've got Apple Music, but only these songs? Well, that's what I am Neither of those. Yeah. Yeah, And they can't do that because, I mean, one, like... People are so different that it's hard to say, well, you can't, like, I don't know, you can't get classical music or you can't get popular music or whatever. Like, they, they can't do that. Right. I suppose they could, so they could... this is the way to do it. Make it so that your only interaction is voice. You could restrict it, I suppose, by saying you don't you don't get access to the um, high-quality streams, mm. you know, the highest, you know, high-def music, or you don't get access to the spatial audio. But that, that's not a very Apple thing to do. They did, no. I mean, spatial audio maybe, but like quality, I don't think Apple wants to ever be associated with lower quality. No, no, I'm saying mm-hmm. you could you, you could do that, but I, I don't. Sure, yeah. I, I am. I agree. I don't think that's a very Apple thing to do. I think, like Jeff said, you know, it's about getting a lower price point, and mm-hmm. I can assure you, you know, my my daughter is like, I really like Apple Music, but if I didn't get a student discount, I don't think I could afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, well, you can have it for, you know, basically a fiver if you only do it using, uh, you know, voice. It makes no difference to her. She's like, excellent. Now I can have Apple Music for half the price. That's well, a good yeah. question. Is there, will there be a student discount on that one? Like 250 well, Who knows? That is true. Yeah. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, uh, by setting this as a voice-only uh, interface for the music, it creates that artificial um, distinction that Apple needs for the different price points. But it also creates other limitations that a lot of people probably won't realize. Uh, for example, you're not making custom playlists mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. you're not going to be grouping and organizing music the way you can in the music app. So, you know, that this, this is a service that, that because they chose to limit it to voice is uh, it's just streaming. That's it. You just streaming music. I think I think it's aimed at young people for one very important reason. They'll be able to remember what the music is called. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> when you get to my age, you're lucky if you can remember two or three songs at a time. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, my daughters don't make on the whole playlists and things. They just mm. shout at their shout at their devices. Oh, 
you know, play me the latest single by Housie or, or Billie Eilish or whatever else it is they want to listen to. So I, I think that will actually get more traction than probably a lot of people think. I think, mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. it reminded me slightly of the initial introduction of the iPad when the Technorati were all like, I don't get it. I'd never buy one of these. It's just a big phone without a phone in it. <laughs> And I went, you you really don't get it, do you? This is going to sell mm-hmm. like gangbusters because it's not aimed at people like you. It's aimed at people like my mother who <laughs> don't need the overhead of, you know, understanding a computer. They can just have a simple visual tablet. Mm. And uh, I was right. So there you go. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 at first I didn't understand it, but now like, it makes sense. I mean, I, I, as, as so many things in Apple, it's it's another anchor point for people. It's like also now the now the nine ninety nine price is not that exp- like doesn't look that expensive because it's like a step up from the four ninety nine. Exactly, price. and also yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a t- typical gateway drug, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If people d- decide I'll give it a go because it's only a fiver, I'm not really risking too much. Yeah. And they get used to it. And then, like, well, how do I make playlists? Ah, oh, well, you need to upgrade if you want to do that. You have mm-hmm. to have the, you know, you have to have the full package, not the light package. Yeah, it's the typical Apple good, better, best. Like, there's the good one, which is the, the voice-only plan. There's the better one, which is individual. And there's best, that is family. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a classic, classic Apple strategy. So, yeah. um, and then we had the, the HomePod minis, which, wow, now available in three extra colors. Yeah, and I was like, I was looking around. I was like, where could I put another one? I don't have space for another one, but I want another one. <laughs> you know, I want I, a red I, one. I, I heard some people, or saw some people on social media, just immediately making fun of the color HomePod minis. And okay. and to me, those people were not getting what Apple no. did. Not at all. I, I think it was a really smart move. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're going to sell a lot of HomePod minis yeah. because they come in colors. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, I almost didn't buy a mini because I I wasn't really sold. Like, I I don't like black and and white wasn't a good choice for like a bathroom either. I'm like, huh. like, what am I, I gonna do? And now you've got the thing. Okay, so they've got three colors. I know that seems a bit like wow, only three colors. But I thought about it afterwards, and I thought, what's the betting that they have different colors? keep rotating them out mm-hmm. so if they find that let's say the blue one isn't popular in a i don't know six months they could say oh and here's the news you know the spring collection of yeah. home pod minis <laughs> and this time they're in i don't know you know leaf green and sky blue and mauve you know they, they could just they do it with the watch bands they do it with other things um and then you could just you know they could just keep introducing different colors <clears throat> If you're not keen on the colors now, you know, wait six months, they'll probably come out and they'll be different colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's actually five colors. Well, yeah, right, because, black and white. because you still have black and white. Yeah, black yeah. and white, and then then three extra colors. Yep, that's true. We won't argue about whether black and white are colors. Let's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no. <laughs> but um, so that was that, and that wrapped that up, and then of course we went on to uh, we went on to the chip. Um, I don't think I know. Last minute, I think in on what would have, was here was Monday afternoon. I saw somebody put up a rumor. I've heard that they might be called iPad uh, M1 Pro and M1 or M1 Max. 
But that was, you know, I don't know, about three hours before the thing. And everybody else had obviously been assuming it's going to be M1X or M2. Mm -hmm. But... I don't think anybody expected them to bring out two at the same time. That no. totally, you know, because when they introduced the Pro and said, here's the M1 Pro and it's 70% faster than the M1 and it's got, you know, uh, more cores and uh, 16, uh, up to 16 GPU cores and it goes up to 32 gig of RAM. And I thought, that's good. But I can see, I can see people like ATP, uh, APT, and uh, well, whatever you know, the accidental tech boys going. And thirty-two is not enough. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, please don't blow it, please don't blow it. And then I went, and we made a big brother, the Max. And then I went, ah, oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a surprise to me. What about you? But you know, what about you? It- it it's i mean i've been thinking about that i mean with the m1 we had one data point like let's say one and a half because we had the iphone and the ipad before but we had one data point now we have three and it shows a very interesting direction i mean you have the m1 which is like the let's say the consumer low powered i mean low powered for for apple silicon which is still <laughs> yeah. heck a lot which of is power still a pro level chip for apple low power we have that um eight and 16 gigabytes then we have 16 and 32 which is kind of the let's say prosumer area which is probably most of us and then you have the the high let's say high end i mean i'm i'm betting there is another tier above that even but oh. let's say the the high end the high end laptop pro at least and that is that is uh, uh 32 and 64 and has also extra bandwidth for other things like more monitors and so on yep. and i'm as i said i'm betting that there will be a Whatever to call it, M M one Pro Supermax. I don't know. <laughs> Pro Max. Uh, Pro, Pro Max, yeah. Max Pro. Uh, like right. desktop Max. I don't know what to call it. Uh, that will probably have sixty four one and one twenty eight and do six monitors and one twenty eight. Like mm. do do just everything. We were we were chatting in the Slack room while it while it was being announced, and uh, I asked whether they'd be selling a Hermes strap to actually tie <laughs> tie the things to the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's I mean like for, a great marketing opportunity yeah, for, for, in, for <laughs> Intel cool. because their their CPUs need like big fans. So, mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I mean it, it, it's it's really really interesting if you think about it, and if you think about it like where Intel is coming from and where Apple is coming from, it it's very clear how Apple made this step. Like what the direction, because they are coming from a direction of we need the best power we can deliver at the at the lowest like wattage. Mm. They're coming from a, from a mobile perspective, and Intel has always been like more desktop oriented. I mean, they mm-hmm. they started out as desktop, so they had basically. I mean, you had let's say within physical limits and within thermal limits, they had all the power and all like they could strap like as big as a fan as they wanted to on on the machines within the limits but they didn't have to deal with like power and and, and wattage and whatever it's like just buy a bigger like just buy a bigger chassis or buy a bigger like power supply and and more you're power. done like, more power easy. more power you know one point two four gigawatts. <laughs> so, so they never, they never had to. I mean, is that within limits? They never had to optimize to that, and they never had to think about that as much. And the Apple came from okay, like we have this little tiny device, the iPhone, um, no fans, very very limited battery life, and we need to get the best power we can out of that. And then they scaled that up. 
Yeah. Now, when Apple announced the M1 Pro, I thought, oh, here we go. This totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and they went through the specs and everything, and uh, and I was fine. And then they announced the M1 Max, and my first thought was, why are they doing this? And then they started talking, you know, showing what they're doing with the the Max processor. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, wait, of course this makes sense. <laughs> because of the way Apple is designing their their whole system on a chip thing to yep. do what they wanted to with this uh you know w- with these processors they really did need to make two versions yeah but but one thing to keep in mind is the cpu between the between the max and the pro is the same i mean with uh, there are some variants about 8 and 10 core but let's say like the the 10 core cpu is actually the same yes. like it, it's identical mm-hmm. the difference is in the surroundings the gpus and and the bandwidth and and everything else that goes with it yes yeah the the max has got you know twice the yeah. um twice the throughput and more yeah. io and exactly. you know the and, all and the that extra, is something all the extra that is something gpu sorry. cores yeah uh, extra mm-hmm. gpu cores and um, yeah. that oh, is yeah. something that they couldn't do if they were with Intel, or it no. would—I mean, it, it would not be the same CPU. Let's put it this way: it would probably be a different CPU, mm-hmm. and uh, and it wouldn't be as efficient no. either. Definitely not. Yeah, but... and uh, you mentioned something just a second ago. Um, with the Max, you get more I/O, and that was actually something I was really concerned about before they announced the Max, because looking at what they they were able to do with the original M1 processor. I mean, it really limited how many uh, um, expansion port or uh, Thunderbolt ports you could put yep. on. How many still, displays? <laughs> yeah, and how many displays? Mm-hmm. And and I was concerned about uh, bottlenecking data throughput on the new MacBook Pro and how many displays can you add? And then they announced the Max that has those all that extra I/O, and uh, and then I was happy. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I was getting to see the processors doing what I expected at the pro level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as I said, the, the, the M1 is the consumer one. And for, for most consumers, like, I mean, if they ever plug in an external display, it's one. If they ever plug in, like, any kind of external hardware, it's usually not, like, it doesn't require the top specs. Like, I mean, how many Thunderbolt devices do, pe- do most people even own, let alone plug in? <laughs> That's right. True. Yes. I, I know people like me are the exception yeah. because I have my four Thunderbolt ports and there's something sticking out of each one of them. Mm-hmm. And I have a dock and there's something plugged into almost every single hole on mm-hmm. this dock. And uh, and then I have multiple USB hubs plugged into stuff as well. But yeah, most people yeah. don't need that much. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why the consumer this consumer level wasn't for you, but the the bigger ones, the the pro world is right. Yeah, um, on the ports thing. As long as we're there, <laughs> I, I'm having a problem with what Apple did with mm-hmm, the ports. Me too. I uh, putting the HDMI port back on. Well, I know a lot of people are very excited and happy about that. Um, to me, that was a straight up a waste mm-hmm. because it's HDMI 2.0, not 2.1. And so if you want to do more than 4K 60 hertz, you're plugging a dongle into your MacBook Pro, which means that you're still giving up a Thunderbolt port to be able to drive the displays that you're most likely wanting to use as a Mm -hmm. uh, Pro-level Mac user. 
And the SD card slot, I know for some people, they're like really excited to see that come back. Mm. For for me, that will be a wasted port whenever I get one of the new computers, uh, because I'm still going to use my my external SD card reader that has a faster throughput, most likely, than the, uh, the card slot that Apple put back in. From my perspective, there is one... There's probably one user that, that would benefit from it. And it's the people that use the SD card kind of as an external, like an external SSD, right? Well, not, not the same speed, but basically to have, I mean, I know, I don't remember who said it, like on one, one of the podcasts. I think, it was, I think it was Mike on um, Connected. Mm -hmm, could be. Um, yeah, it's no, it was, I think it was Brittany on, on Mac Voices. She said... Um, like she she uses the SD card or used the SD card slot kind of as a project, like a project yes. folder. Like, like um, you plug in, you put in the, the the SD card for the project, and you have all the files on there. And if you don't need it, you just remove it again. Yeah, that's why I buy seventy nine dollar uh, one and two terabyte portable hard drives mm -hmm. because they're they're faster. I can put more on for for the same amount of money, uh, but still using that SD card slot as uh, as additional storage. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had forgotten all about that idea, <laughs> me too. which is kind of funny <laughs> because I still have an old uh, MacBook Air with an SD card slot where I got one of those little uh, adapter sleds mm -hmm. that uh, you put an SD card in. And then when you put it into your laptop, it, it makes everything flush and smooth. Yeah. I was going to say, who's going to be mm -hmm. happy about that? The, um, what was it? one was Jet used to make one, and another company whose name escapes me, Quick or something like that, and they made and they made they were all individual, but individual models, weren't they? If you had a MacBook Air yeah. with an SD slot, mm -hmm. you bought that one. If you had a you know a MacBook Pro with an SD slot, you bought that one. But they went flush, pushed in flush, and you used to have a little like a little hook tool to flick it out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's so I have a little a, bit retro Air with one of those in it right now. I totally it does seem it. a little bit retrograde, though, doesn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. It, 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 most people these days, I mean, unless you're very into your photography and you have expensive photography equipment, in which case you probably are using a proper camera. And you don't us, have an SD card usually. Yeah, a lot of us are just using their <laughs> right. phones these days. So why would we need an SD card slot? I, I, I appreciate some people will think it's the best things in sliced bread. Sure. But, but yeah, it, it seems a strange step to me to add well, that back. I, I question how many of those people People that are are going to be so excited to have that SD card slot and say it's the best thing since sliced bread are actually going to use it. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then every dock and every like every dock and like there are a million USB C dongles that are really tiny and have an SD card reader. So I I don't get it. Yeah, uh, like, what concerns me about this is that I feel like Apple put those ports on simply because people were saying we went to see those ports mm -hmm. and it wasn't a decision to uh, to enhance the usability of the computer yep. it was more like a marketing decision to make people just want to buy it yeah yeah we have we have four universal like can be anything ports on or had at least four now we have three ports on those mm. yeah and now we have these dedicated ports that uh, that feel like a throwback yeah and the, i mean yeah. 
Oh my god, the the HDMI port is really bugging me a lot. <laughs> it's it's the wrong HDMI if you're going to put that on there. Yeah. I mean, commit I mean, and and do HDMI yeah. 2.1. Exactly. I mean, the space is not a problem. I mean, the, the MacBooks have enough space in them that that you could put that port in. The price is probably not the problem at that price point, but yeah. it's the wrong port. Like, I mean, I, I don't even know what like what new as I said HDMI 2.1 is or is probably the only one that you could upgrade to. But what's the future? Like, this is the past, basically. I mean, for for, for Apple, a company that's eliminating ports left and right. And they add a port that's from the past. Actually, two ports that are from the past. Yeah. So, what that... about the uh, computers as a whole? The fourteen point two and sixteen point two models. Do we do, do we like them? Are, are they yeah. are they what we yeah, expected? For sure. <laughs> oh, they're oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while we talk, before we go on to the, the, the rest of the um, machine, what about MagSafe? I mean, uh, the first <laughs> shot as they you know said, and here's the new MacBook, and is it like you know did that lovely three D spin up close? Mm. I went MagSafe. Because you can't miss mm-hmm. it, can you? The five-pin magnetic connector. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say a lot of people would be happy it's back. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, if uh, if we could like take time and make it not linear, so that I so that I could be like two years ago talking about uh, MagSafe coming back, I would have been a lot more excited about it than I am now. Because what what I've discovered is that while MagSafe is convenient, the number of times that I've had MagSafe be critical for the for the safety of my computer is uh, I can probably count. Well, I know I could count those times on one hand, and I'm betting I could count those times on just like two, maybe three fingers. Hmm. So it's not that big of a deal for me now. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of MagSafe. I mean, if you have kids or, or like a bigger dog or something, it, it can save your device. I mean, if you're careful, it, like, it's not a problem. It has not been a problem with USB-C either, to be honest. Um, USB-C, like USB-C isn't that snug. Like, with enough force, you can also pop out the USB-C cable. But, that, that's true. I, yeah. I've had multiple instances where... I actually haven't been charging my laptop because uh, the cable came loose just a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Again, with the port, what I'm what I was kind of missing was where's the next step? Because it's basically the same USB. I mean, they called it uh, MagSafe three, but it's the same MagSafe port that we've had before. Yeah. The yeah. only difference is at the other end that it's now not like hardwired yeah. into the brick. It's a USB C brick that yeah, they've like, had. Right. Like, that's right, yeah, because now we have that. a fast charging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It does the fast charging, that is the thing, mm. because okay, yeah. they point. can ram the maximum wattage through that, whereas I think the Thunderbolt ports are limited to 97 <laughs> well, or 100 watt. 100 watts, but that's because Apple wasn't using or isn't using the latest standard. There's a newer standard that would actually okay. support it. All right, okay, fair enough. But at the minute, you can you can charge. Thankfully, mm-hmm. they did not remove the ability to charge via the Thunderbolt. You can still yes. plug in a, a, a standard USB C <laughs> and get yeah, that. Would have that would have been a massive step back. Step back oh, that would, I that remember would've... the times. I remember the times the the Thunderbolt display where you had basically two cables. You had the Thunderbolt cable and the the MagSafe cable in one. Mm-hmm. Like, so th- at least that we don't have to deal with. No, I, I'm I'm pleased to see the MagSafe come back myself. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, since I've had this M1, I've not I've not cried over the fact that I don't have MagSafe. Although I have got, um, I think I've mentioned to Jeff before, I've got this little third party 
thing that you stick mm. in one of the Thunderbolts and then uh, I've got like a MagSafe end that you plug your USB-C into and connect it. Which is, yep. no. I have one of those sitting around here yeah. somewhere too. I, the only thing I'm not happy with with MagSafe is that, I mean, I'm guessing that because of MagSafe, we've lost one of the Thunderbolt ports. Yes. Mm. Like that, that is well, the only thing. Other than that, I'm very yeah. happy with Well, either that or they've used, they've used the, the what would have been the fourth Thunderbolt port to run the HDMI and the SD card. Mm, could also be, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Either way, I'm not, that, that's the part I'm, I'm not happy because with. Because the MagSafe I, I like is the like, four ports. You know, the, the MagSafe is only running power, so mm-hmm. I suspect it's probably the other ports that have taken the, taken the lane that would have been a fourth Thunderbolt first. It's possible. Anyway, mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, nice looking I find machine. it amusing. I find it amusing in many ways, actually, that we're arguing about uh, which ports, not arguing, Having different <laughs> differing opinions about uh, uh, the number of ports because there are actually quite a lot of them in comparison to, in yeah. comparison to what we got used to. You know, we've got used to having lots and lots of dongles hanging off our machines. <laughs> it's actually quite a lot more. But, but that has been that has been the case in ever since I've had a MacBook. Like the very first MacBook I had with that was a black MacBook. I had like even then I had like two or three dongles because you needed the. What was it? Mini Display Port Two or Mini DVI? I don't know. Oh remember. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you needed those adapters. So, like, I've had dongles ever since I've had a Mac. So, I like for me, I don't care. Yeah, the the last... <laughs> I think we've got used to it, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the the last Mac that I had that didn't require at least one dongle was my Pismo PowerBook. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and then after that. I mean, everything has required a multiple dongles, and yeah. it's I I must be uh, an exception to the rule because having multiple dongles to me it's not that big of a deal. It's I, I've yeah. got all this flexibility. I can use these ports for anything that I want as long as I as I have something that has the specific plug I need on the yeah. other end, and yeah. I have all that and anything that someone else might come up with. Like it's not what, not just what is like available from Apple today. Like if tomorrow, Jeff, you have a great idea for a new port and you say, well, all I need is a, is a Thunderbolt or USB dongle and I can add that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, I, I would, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just kind of disappointed I, with the port mm-hmm. choices, I suppose. Me too. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it somehow feels like Apple got the what, 2015 MacBook Pro. You know, like, the funny thing is... I was making that joke like <laughs> yesterday, all day long. Mm-hmm. As, once they showed it, I'm like, "Hey, hey it's a 2015 MacBook Pro with a different yeah. processor." Yeah. <laughs> I like, think a lot of people a, they did a good of... check out of the of the old design and then started from there and like put some changes in. I mean, they got. Um, I noticed it's got um, much more distinct feet. To be able to they got actual sort of like turreted feet. To give it um, like a meal clearance or something from the from the desk, rather I'm than guessing... just a little rubber. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's held cool. I'm guessing so too. Yeah, that's my assumption too. Yeah, it it makes sense. Like I mean, they're trying to they're trying for everything to be as cool as possible. Uh, like the cooler it is, the less the fan has to run. Exactly, and which which yeah, is one of the big differences to Intel. So like. <laughs> 
Yeah, even though these are very low-powered mm -hmm. chips, you can't keep sticking in more and more no. and more cores and expect it not to get a little bit warmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the ch the density on these chips is insane. Yeah, what is it, it is, like yeah. 57, 57 million billion? transistors or something? 57 billion, actually. Billion? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> holy crap. What was it? Um, Mind-boggling. I think the top server, oh, was it Intel, I think it's about 45-ish. So, like, that's for a server... It was um, yeah. I think somebody posted on Twitter today that the 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 fifty seven billion transistor uh pro no sorry Max M one has two times the number of transistors of all the processors in not Max shipped in nineteen eighty four. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> It's like, you know, just, hmm, okay. But um, obviously the keyboard, we've got what appears to be the magic keyboard now. Mm -hmm. um, no touch bar. No touch bar. <laughs> Finally. I, I was, yeah, I was kind of predicting that it would happen. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. were predicting that. Yeah. It's always been a bit contentious, hasn't it, the touch bar? Oh, people, some people loved it, other people hated it. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was very simple. Apple never did anything with it other than say... like to... To add the escape key, yeah, that was the only thing. Yeah. So they there were only two options: like either they drop it or they like have a new iteration. I think the you other know, Apple really failed on the Touch Bar mm -hmm. because it had so much potential. Yep. And what they needed to do was bring the Touch Bar everywhere because yeah, yeah. keeping it as this uh, this limited feature meant that developers had to choose whether or not they were going to support this piece of hardware mm -hmm. for a subset of their customers. Whereas and, if Apple had had put the touch bar on their external keyboards as well as in their laptops mm -hmm. and just made it a standard feature, then the touch bar, I think, would have been adopted by more uh, developers. Yeah. But, you know, Apple tossed this, this really interesting uh, piece of hardware out there and then did what they've done in the past uh, several times where they just essentially abandon mm -hmm. something after yeah. they present it. The, the better touch tool was a better as a better use and a better tool for for the touch bar than anything Apple provided. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good I, point. I, I I'm with uh Jeff on this one. That because it was only available on the higher end MacBook Pros. Yep. That's such a tiny subset of the Mac market that most developers, yeah. it's just not worth their effort. It's just yeah, not. And, and, I mean, the other part is if you're running your Mac like like we are with a display and a keyboard and the Mac is on the side or in clamshell mode, you can't even use it. No. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which means that since uh, Apple doesn't make an external keyboard a touch bar, yep. most of the time I don't get to use my touch bar. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. though I like having it. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. you know, that I think might have been, I mean, when it when it came out, I remember a lot of people saying, well, what we need now is a, a magic keyboard with a touch bar mm -hmm. so that, yeah. you know, anyone who's got a Mac can go out and get it and add it and then developers will support it. If it's on a few limited yeah. models, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. The iMac needed it. Yes. The iMac yeah. desperately needed it. Yeah. And they never yeah. did it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, now they've, again, <laughs> gone back to 2015. Like the F, the F keys are back. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, that Did was the know? only. I mean, honestly, I said other than reinventing it and coming up with something completely new, that was the only way, the only thing they could do. I mean, the they could have dropped it entirely. That was the, the third option, maybe. But well, the other, the only other option that I saw some people putting forward was to have a row of F keys with variable displays on them, mm-hmm. be it yeah. e-ink or, you know, mini yeah. OLED screens. Because uh, there was a keyboard that you could buy, wasn't there, which was ludicrously expensive, but where every key the, is a, a mini display. That, yeah, yeah, there's still something that I think, I don't remember, was it the Omni keyboard or something like that? Something yeah, like maybe. That. Like that. Yeah, you but know. I mean, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Yeah, and doing something like that, it's. I mean, on one hand, it's clever because now instead of just reading F1, F2, F3, you can read whatever the function is uh, for mm-hmm. whatever app you're using. Okay, that's nice. But it uh, it defeats the purpose of having the touch bar, which is you have this entire strip that the whole thing is, a, is touch sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so now you can do a lot of other things with it. It's, I mean, I, I did, well, I, I'm talking about my touch bars if it's, as if it's gone. Um, um, I mean, being able to scrub in, in video and audio mm-hmm. editing apps, yeah. it, it's great. And, you know, that's just one thing you can do because it's a big, long touch sensitive surface. Yeah. I mean, there there were a lot of little like things like um, if you had a dialogue app um, or like certain apps had that, like uh, like one password or secrets where you could unlock it just with like tapping on the touch bar. You didn't have to take the mouse and put it on the button that like for the unlock or whatever or the the default action in the dialogue. You could literally just hit the button on the touch bar and it would do it. So there were so many, there were many good uses, but as I said, Apple never I mean, Apple never talked about honestly. Like other than, other than I said, the, the escape key, they never even talked about the touch bar anymore. No, and they never did anything with it themselves. No. So, yeah, it, very disappointed yeah. with the way Apple handled the touch bar. Yeah, yeah. I said. <laughs> yep. But I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm happy that it's gone because it removes one, like one issue from developers' like tables. Yeah, but that was traded for another issue for developers, which is the notch. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. I, no. and, I'm not sure it's a big issue, honestly. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a bigger issue than a lot of people realize. Um, and, and I'm basing this on seeing developers um, that have been writing for the for the Mac for a long time, talking about the headaches that they had with uh, with the original Mac OS X uh, beta, where there was an Apple logo in the middle of the menu bar. <laughs> And and accounting for that space that's no longer variable mm. was a real problem for a lot of developers. And I'm expecting that we will see uh, a lot of apps have problems next week because there's a notch and uh, and and the mm. menu bar doesn't flow correctly around it in, uh, um, in their apps. Mm. I'm not too sure about that. It will depend on the app. I can definitely see that as a problem in games mm-hmm. um, because games are usually full screen. They do their own, like everything. And it's like, I mean, even metal probably can't do anything about it because like that's all custom. On macOS, I don't think it's, I mean, if, if you're using default things like auto layout and so on, I don't think it's a big issue I mean, because it, Apple it, simply increases the... the it's basically going to sit in the middle of the menu bar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
apparently but they didn't on... have a lot of menus well yeah like photoshop um exactly or or like people like me that actually have to use bartender i have a 34 inch wide display mm-hmm. and i use bartender me too <laughs> me too <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Several several people pointed out um, after the event, well, the bartender people will be happy because that's going to get them a lot of sales. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As I said, for the default things, Apple, I'm pretty sure Apple handled it, like the menus and, and icons and so on, like all of that will be handled. Well, But for anybody who did anything custom, like uh, Parallels, for example, I could totally see them having problems with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how Parallels is implemented. Maybe they just use a standard window and then it's not a problem, but I could see that. Yeah, there yeah. are a number of remote control software mm-hmm. vendors that will use that middle section, don't they, oh, for, their, yes. for their menu. Team viewer does that, for example. You're right. Oh, right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think some apps will be fine, but mm. I think that there are going to be surprises and yeah. some very loud complaints come uh, next Tuesday when people start um, mm-hmm. uh, unboxing these and firing up all the apps that they use every day. I, I mean, mm. in a sense, it's like on the iPad, on the iPhone. A lot of apps were fine because they were good citizens of the platform and they like they just used the default things and Apple handled it. And there were some apps that didn't and, and yeah, they didn't work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm expecting that I'll have uh, an update for Bartender pretty soon <laughs> because Probably, yeah. it's, de- I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely going to have to account for that notch, mm-hmm. even though I don't have a Mac that has a notch. Yeah. I'm 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 guessing I mean alone for that there were probably some code changes that Apple did and and uh, that bartender has to deal with. Like, well, they might not mm-hmm. be they might not have a problem because they just get the information like how much space is available and it's fine. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, like you're saying, Patrice. From what I've read, Apple are saying that if you stick to the um the tools the default mm-hmm. layout tools that yeah. they will make it work yeah um and that if you go full screen the you know the thing should wrap around the notch correctly i mean we'll have to see there'll be no doubt there'll be a few but a lot of people are squealing about it like it's the most mm. hideous wart in <laughs> you know yeah. on the bum of humanity and it's like i don't really think it is people will get used to it in theory most of the time, it's just going to be in the middle of your menu bar. So, it, it, just like on the iPhone, it just blends in the background, and after five seconds, you're used to it. Like, okay. well, oh, I, there's a notch. I didn't even notice. Well, Compared it, to the iPhone, this will be easier to adapt yeah, to because you're not going to have the orientation of your laptop screen change. Exactly. True. Yes. That's the first thing I thought. It's always mm-hmm. going to be in the center mm-hmm. at the top, not suddenly on the left hand or right hand side. <laughs> Yeah, not on a laptop at least. If they ever did that for like a this other display, could be a different story. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, and visually, obviously a new chassis. The first thing I thought of when I saw it was the late iteration of the white plastic MacBook in what they called yep. the unibody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because. Uh, that very much was much more rounded. The pre- the original mm. white MacBooks were well, had rounded edges and rounded corners, mm. but they were they kind of followed the styling of the um the previous PowerBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they introduced the unibody, 
Um, I think the unibody was was the first aluminum, so that yes. that can't be. But there was one iteration before in plastic, I think. That's when they did the black and white MacBooks. That 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 generation. They. I think it was the generation after, but it doesn't really matter. Mm. There was a very late iteration of the white plastic ones, and I think mm-hmm. it was at the same time as the first unibody MacBook Pro. Ah, oh, you're right. Yeah. And they changed mm. the shape of the plastic one to mm-hmm. to copy the the aluminium one, and it's it that's mm-hmm. the shape that immediately sprang to mind. Yeah. Um, you're right. The biggest difference on on the new ones, of course, is that the lids are uh, like more like um like a uh, an iPad Pro that they've got flat edges and a flat back mm-hmm. um but very thin so yeah almost too thin still <laughs> yeah almost too thin yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah. um uh, you know i i thought it looked nice enough um it, it wasn't you know wasn't hideously ugly or anything oh, um that's good so yeah. you know i think a lot of people are going to be very very happy i mean i think we're all very happy really we we're, we're absolutely splitting hairs mm-hmm. and picking yeah. at little <laughs> Oh. Well, there's always something to improve. Like, that's, well, that is like, true. It, it is beautiful, but there's always something to improve. Yeah. Have I'm, you seen I'm... all the? I've just I've just looked at the Apple website because I hadn't actually looked at the Apple website before. <laughs> Where there's a lot of, of animation on these, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> on the, uh, <laughs> as oh, you yeah. scroll up, everything yeah. everything does clever things. Gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the way that the uh, the Mac opens up as you scroll up. That's very good. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, I did uh, sort of spec them up. Uh, the 14-inch in the UK starts at effectively £1,900 uh-huh. and goes up to about 5800 if you go all the way to the top. Um, and the uh, the 16-inch goes from, I think it's 2400 all the way up to about... 6100 Yeah, that is something that is talked about. I mean, a lot of people talk about the prices of the MacBook, MacBooks or Apple's devices in general, um, but it's usually US-focused, and, and that's something that always annoys me, and I think it's the same in the UK, that Apple charges quite a premium for just just for selling it here. Like, it's not about taxes and, like, VAT and all of that, like, that for sure, that makes a difference. But even if you just, like, remove taxes and, like, do a conversion, like, the, the MacBook Pro, like, is another two three $300 more mm. just for being sold here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always annoys me. Yeah. But, um, of course, the if you ramp it all the way up to the top, mm-hmm. of course it's going to get silly. Oh, for money. sure. And... Yeah. Of course, you can. This will go all the way up to an eight terabyte SSD. Yeah. At, um, at which point, I think the, the half the price of your MacBook yes. is the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're charging yes. you like two thousand two hundred dollars or something, which is about mm-hmm. uh, two thousand two hundred pounds in this country, give or take, to for the for the eight uh, terabyte SSD. Um, yeah. And apart from the very lowest one, I think they all start at a one terabyte SSD. So um, correct. No, the 14-inch base model is 512. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. apart from the very bottom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my, my brain didn't catch up with what you said no, well, that's before okay. my mouth started because talking. Because the, actually, the, the one that's the, the very bottom 14-inch is a little bit of an oddity because that only comes with an 8-core CPU. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. 10 cores of, is it 10? Yeah, it's 8 and, eight and 14. Is it 8 and 14? Um, 8 and 14, yeah. I think it's, I, I have a feeling that's a binned 
That's a big yeah, uh, CPU. Like the, the standard is a 1016, but they have like a 814 bin version that, that yeah. they can sell, which is I, fine. I, I mean, it's it's still yeah. fast. Oh, blimey. It's still one blazing hell of a machine. <laughs> Um, but mm-hmm. it, it compared to the rest of the models, it's a you know it's a slight oddity. But mm-hmm. um, but they yeah, did the brings... same with the MacBook Air yeah. because there was a, one with a seven core mm-hmm. CPU. Um, Apple always does. That. I mean, for one, they can sell some CPUs that they probably otherwise would have to discard. Um, on the other hand, it gives them an end like a, a very attractive entry point like yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, the the 14 inch starts at 1999 it's a good price yeah and the um the increments as you go up the steps are not massive no um on the whole yeah we'll ignore yeah. the ssd in that but um yeah. I, you know it, it's very much a sort of well it's two thousand dollars oh well that's for eight you know eight and 14 if i go for the 10 16 i get a one terabyte ssd and i'm only paying sort of three hundred dollars more which yeah three hundred dollars is three hundred dollars but if you're already talking about spending two grand it's easy to convince yourself to go another ten percent or so to get the next best one for 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 apple traditionally those those increments are actually relatively cheap like for what you get i yes. would say compared compared mm-hmm. to apple have notoriously <laughs> shafted you yeah. for ram and yeah yeah um, i mean it's like i mean the difference between 14 and 16 inch is about 200 dollars, i think yeah just for the size like if you spec spec for spec and you just like have a different size is about 200 dollars which given the bigger size and the bigger battery and, and everything else is i would say like not much yeah i sure it's money and you have to have it but like it's it, it's not that much i i just it's like um... it's not like it's not like paying a hundred a hundred dollars extra for another color so no that's yeah. right yeah <laughs> when a hundred dollars is worth rather more than it is now mm-hmm Yep. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I, I think I managed. Is... I managed to catch someone. Um, someone talking about um, about these new machines because, uh, of course, the YouTube videos have already started mm-hmm. to come out. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one thing he said, which I thought was quite interesting, was he said, uh, I, "Of course, these prices are sort of you know what we'd expect from Apple." He said, "But then I looked at PC prices, similarly specced, and thought maybe that's what you have to pay for laptops these days." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting observation. Yeah. I mean, I think um, this morning, Jean-Louis Gasset, or, or maybe it was Stephen Sinofsky, I can't remember, were discussing it. And they were saying, look, you know, if you go out and choose, um, if you go and look for a sort of similarly top-of-the-range laptop for, you know, a Windows, uh, you know, AMD or Intel laptop, you're going to be paying the same sort of money. Roughly, so yeah. mm-hmm. I mean it's yeah. hard to it's honestly these days hard to get to that spec to those specs, but if you yeah. want even want to get close. Exactly. You know. It, yeah. basically if you go and buy a top end, you know, a, a flagship uh Intel or AMD laptop, you're going to be in that sort of basic price bracket, you know, fifteen hundred dollars plus. So um yeah. and and then that was it. And we haven't talked about the AirPods. We've skipped over the AirPods. <laughs> Probably because I don't care about AirPods. So they've yeah, I mean, gone out of my I mean, mind. But I have the pros and I don't care about the standard AirPods. I mean, they're cool. Like um, for, for people that don't want the pros or don't want to afford the pros, like they're good. Well, it's good, better, best again. Yeah. 
again. Yeah. 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 They actually very interesting, as you said, that they kept the old second generation AirPods in the line. Yeah. They're still running them. At what was it, one twenty nine now? One twenty nine. One twenty nine. And the the new ones, the AirPods three, are now one seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two forty nine. I mean, if you don't find them on sale for the pros, I think. Yeah, two yeah. two forty nine for the pros. Um, basically, the new ones look much more like the pros, but without the um silicon tips. Um, they've got spatial audio, an adaptive EQ, better battery life. Um, and obviously because they don't have silicon tips, they don't have um noise cancelling slash transparency modes. Yeah. So and also to separate that from the pro. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably like you have to have something. But if you right. if, yeah. if you don't like actually jamming something, you know, in your ear, not everybody likes it. Some people prefer to mm-hmm. have these, you know, the the AirPod style. Um, something that intrigued me, I have to say, was they mentioned a new force touch control. Um, on the stem. <laughs> Which I think is the same as the on the AirPods Pro. Is it okay? Yeah, because say, they changed I mean... it for the AirPods Pro. Like, and it used to be that that was it that that force like the 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 accelerate, accelerometer sensor thingy. Like, we had to jam your head, like your your ears basically to to right. do anything. Right. And for the pros, they changed it to I think it's force touch. It's more yeah, it's more like yeah. squeezing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that so I think essentially they just took the AirPod AirPods Pros, removed one or two features um, to get the price down and differentiate them, and that's what they're selling. Which yeah. is great. I mean, all the benefits of the of the AirPods Pros, I know you're getting. Yeah. Not you know, not my thing, but there you go. Yeah. I know people. You know, some people love the AirPods, other people can't get on with them. Um, yeah. I'm not prepared to spend that sort of money on <laughs> earbuds. <laughs> End of. That's that's it. You know, as Nick will <laughs> yeah, tell well, you, I am notorious. I am notorious. I had some Chinese uh, true wireless earbuds that cost me a tenner. <laughs> you know, it's all about finding the product that mm. works right for you. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I don't listen to music. I don't. You know. I don't do most of the things that I would want it for. So mm. they're of no interest to me. But yeah. nice, nice that's... to see them. I think. Um, interesting. They've got a little black flash on the um on the sides to make them more obviously um you yeah. know not the pros. I must admit, looking at all of those now, because like I like you, spend most of my time if I am using headphones, uh, which I don't very often, but if I am um listening to podcasts, so I don't need high quality <laughs> ones. But the, the second generation at 129, that's, oh, that's almost tempting. <laughs> and, and that's exactly why it's $129. I'm sure. But, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then the jump up to the, to the third generation is not that much. So, I mean, yes. it's still $50. But... Yeah. Exactly. yeah I'm, I, likewise, uh, like what uh, Simon was saying, I don't like things that jam too far into your ears, I must admit, Simon. <laughs> I do like the, the sit on ones personally. Mm. Well, there you go. Those AirPods Max. The choice for me. For you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even more. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, coming back a little bit to the, to the Max, uh, that's kind of the, the point I'm at with, and I think more people are with me with the Max. As impressive as they are, and as, as much as I think we might want them, do we really need them? No. Yeah. That's exactly what most of us in the Slack ended up saying. Yeah last night that's right like, yeah. you know I if mean, somebody well, gave, a lot of us me... 
A lot of us moved, didn't we, and got the M1, um, either the Mac Mini or the or the Air, and we're quite happy with those. Yes, I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm actually I want an M1, but I'm I'm still debating. Like, is is the the three thousand dollar that I would spend on it, even if it's a fourteen inch? Do I really need that? Yeah, for the things that I'm doing. I'm with you. I mean, I would love to have one of the new. Uh, M series Macs, yeah. but at the same time, my my 2019 MacBook Pro mm-hmm. does everything that I need, and I don't feel like I'm I'm dealing with bottlenecks anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure if I'm sure if tomorrow Apple suddenly your phone goes, you pick it up, and it says, "Hey, it's Apple here. <laughs> we we we've got we've got a Mac Pro for you." <laughs> you wouldn't say, "Oh no, I don't want it. I'm all right. I'm all right. No, no. I, I'd be okay <laughs> taking it. Sure, yeah, sure. for sure, <laughs> absolutely." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have it. I even like mine is even a little bit older. I have a 2017 MacBook Pro, and RAM is the only thing where I'm slightly debating it. But even that is such a little, like, such a rare problem that I'm like, as much as I want them, do I want to spend the money on them? Do you want to spend the money? This is the thing. That's right. I mean, I each to their own. Well, yeah. I mean, I jumped to the M1 for two reasons. One, my I was on a 2013. Um, MacBook Pro Retina, which obviously was getting pretty old. And I got made redundant, and obviously I got a reasonable payout from that. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, it's not often that I have a healthy bank balance enough that I can just say, yeah, I'll just lay down 1,500 quid. So I thought, I'm going to take the chance because that will get me a machine that's going to last me five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and although, you know, it, at the time everybody was saying, you know, A, these M1 machines are amazing. And yet at the same time, they're going to be the lowest performing (laughs) M series chips ever. But the, the, you know, the Delta, the jump between where I was and the M1 was massive. Mm -hmm. And I also thought, Mm -hmm. okay. And when they come out with the next iteration, which will be even more powerful and even faster and even more money, will I really need that? And I, you know, I've got this M1 MacBook Air and I look at those machines and I go, wow, those are lovely. You know, if somebody gave me one, I would be very pleased, but I wouldn't even stretch it. I don't stretch this M1. I don't stretch this M1 in the least. So, yeah, yeah, going, oh, well, I must have, you know, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking anybody because there are people who do coding and people who do video and people who do all sorts of things and they feel they really must have more RAM. But yeah, a bigger, bigger isn't always better, is it? I mean, let's face it. I mean, I have a quite a large, I bought myself one of these gaming um, widescreens. Um, and before it, I bought a 4K um, monitor. Um, mm-hmm. But but I've, I've told you I'm of a certain age. And when I put it at 4K, I thought, oh, my word, that's little. I ended up running it at 2K because that was more comfortable for my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up buying a 2K widescreen, which I'm really, really happy with. Um, so it, yeah, it just shows the bigger the numbers, just because it's a bigger number doesn't mean it's better. It all depends on what suits you. That is and, true. and your use case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there we go. That, that's about it. I think the overall, you know, what would you, I'll tell you what, let's see, what, what would you give the, the laptops out of 10, Jeff? Um, I, I will give them a 9 out of 10. 
be, because of what's happening under the hood. Um, if the processors weren't as amazing as they are in the new computers, I'd give them an eight out of ten because of what happened with the ports. Fair so, enough. Yeah, Patrice. it's it's the ports that that make it only a nine. Only a nine. <laughs> It's really funny. I was I was thinking about this, and Jeff said the same thing as I was. Like yeah. nine out of ten. Like I, I I was very close to a ten out of ten. But I think the the the, the function keys on the keyboard and the ports are kind of the the one the one less point. Mm-hmm. Like everything else, like the battery life, the display, like the, the cam. I mean, the camera as little as I care about the camera because I always have like an, an iPhone here that I use. I, everything else is great. It's like those two little things. Yep. They didn't put on center stage. Did you not find yeah, that that's strange? Weird. Oh, no, yeah. they didn't. That's weird. I was like, I was expecting that. It was the perfect device for it. I mean, if you can, if you can get yeah. center stage in an iPad, surely you know you can get it in the laptop. Did uh, for sure. That was hmm. very strange huh. because even the even the what is it the iPad Gen Nine. The 300 uh-huh. quid one has got center stage now. So that was very bizarre. Maybe they just think that if you're sitting in front of your laptop, you're not moving, so likely to be moving around. I don't know. But... It, it, yeah, good point. But like, I hadn't might even be thought the about pros. that, but yeah. yeah. But it still seemed for... weird to yeah. me that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there we are. Um, Nick, how would you how would you rate them? Um, I think I'd probably give them a 10 because... I'm... It's hard, really, to give them a number at all because, as I say, I just don't need all that power. And um, but but they're very very good machines, and um, I can't see an awful lot of pros being incredibly incredibly unhappy with them. So uh, yeah, no. I'll give it a ten. I I think I would I think I would probably go nine. Um, and not so much because of the um legacy ports. Um, and I'm actually quite happy with having um, standard function keys, although I don't really know why they felt the need to make them full height. People haven't had full height function keys for about 20 years. Um, but I guess maybe they feel that the sort of people who are using it would be happier with, with that. Um, I think I'm probably most disappointed that they didn't get two Thunderbolt ports per side. I think that's about the only thing I could knock it for, I'll be honest, from my point of view. But there you go. I wanted it to be faster. Not fast enough. <laughs> Not fast. Well, there's going to be somebody, isn't there? There's going to be somebody. Oh, there's this and that, and there's that wrong with it. And Oh, you know, 64 gig, that's not enough. Yeah. Oh. I haven't got an appropriate strap to strap it to the table. It's no yeah, good. Well, that's yeah. because Hermes hasn't made an announcement about that yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I And, yeah, do you look at I realised afterwards... And while we were talking about this today, the other reason, of course, that they've done, you've got two two chips, is because the way that the M architecture works, they seem to be going, you have two RAM options, and then, you know, you can fiddle about a bit with the cores. So you've got 16, you know, you've got 8 and 16 in the M1, 16, 32, 32, 64. And like Patrice said, I'm pretty sure that they're already working on the next one up and whatever it's called, that'll be 64, 128. And I don't know, you know, 16 or 12 uh, CPU cores and, you know, up to 64 graphics cores or something. But um, I think that's going to be the way going forward. Um, So that's interesting. Well... I think that'll do us, chaps. I think we've exhausted the uh, exhausted the meat from the you know sucked the meat off the bones there. 
<laughs> you really had to work for that one, didn't you? I did. I was going blank a bit there. I was going blank. I think, what What am I trying to say here? There we go. That's just me all over. Uh, right. So I guess we'll wrap it up. So, um, Patrice, do you want to go first? This is where you get to tell everybody where people can find your stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you can find, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning. You can find me every week on the big show uh, on a Thursday and on the, big, on the Mac show with Jeff also on a Friday at British, at BritishTechNetwork.com. You can find all, like, all the projects and social media links. And, like, if you want to buy me a coffee and all of that, um, you can find on the website at thepatrice.com. And if you want to listen to me talk to very interesting people about uh, food, food-related memories, and just everything that goes with that, then you can listen to the Foodie Flashback at foodieflashback.com. And if you want to be a guest, then let me know because I'm looking for guests, right? We're always all looking for guests, Patrice. It's a never-ending never <laughs> challenge. I will challenge. definitely invite you. Like, you will be my next victim, uh, guest. <laughs> I mean, um, guest. Honest guest. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut on both. And YouTube.com slash Jay Gamut for my videos. And like Patrice said, the big show on Thursdays, the Mac show on Fridays. Uh, most Tuesdays, Mac Voices Live. And, um, and this week, I am also doing In Touch with iOS on Thursday, I think. Um, Should be Thursday, yeah. Yeah, well, I say I think because I think I'm available for it. <laughs> well, there's a possibility I'm on In Touch with iOS this Thursday. <laughs> we'll have to, I, I we'll have to check it out. Simply. Yes. <laughs> Nick, do you want to tell people where you can be found? Occasionally, yes, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H. Uh, I'm occasionally over on Bart's show, let, um, Let's Talk Apple, and um, uh, Slackroom. And uh, if you're interested in churchy things, then you can see the church stuff I stream most Sundays on on the uh, webpage, which is in the show notes. Jolly good. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K, um, where I rant and rave about all manner of things not necessarily tech-related. The show tweets as at Essential Apple. Uh, the website is EssentialApple.com, of course. Uh, feel free to join us in the Slack room. Um, link is in the show notes, as ever. And uh, I think with that, I will say thank you all for listening. Thank you for those who support us. And uh, we'll be back next time. So until then, we're all going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. 
This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcasts, and take a listen. Looking for a show that talks about Apple and Apple products? Then Geekiest Show Ever is for you. What about Amazon? Google. Geekiest Show Ever is for you. Mesh networks, distance learning, all kinds of technology, interviews. Yes, Geekiest Show Ever covers that too. I'm Elisa Paselli. And I'm Melissa Davis. Listen to the Geekiest Show Ever on the MyMac Podcasting Network in your favorite podcast player. Feedback, show ideas, and reviews, always welcome. Bye.